you guys, we are going to jump into the next part of this. I'm so excited, so excited because it's right on the cuff of Social Work Month. And um, Gus is somebody that I really, really um, wanted him to come in and share a story. And he was more than willing to do so. So I'm going to quickly just kind of do an overhead of today's podcast. So really quickly, I wanted to share with you guys Gus's story. It's filled with so much resilience, his determination, and the power of the personal support that he received with me. Um, And not just talking about the support that he received with me, more so what his journey was, that it was such a testament to a lot of the challenges that he faced. One, English is not his native language and the barriers that he faced um, in the professional exams, as you guys know, it's been one of the top barriers to the ASMB exams across the board. Um, when I first came across Gus, it was around September 2023. He reached out to me on LinkedIn because he saw a video that I put out about navigating the ASW exams with English as a second language. And he felt such a connection about the struggles that I described in the video. So he reached out and he talked about some of the things that were going on with him, his face um, disappointments he's had with previous three attempts with the LCSW. Um, his story really struck me in terms of what his struggles were, uh, because though some of you guys know my story that I failed my LCSW first time by two points. And during our initial consultation, October 14th, I believe, he shared his exam history. <laughs> he had a narrow missed passing score as the first two attempts, um, and then ran out of time his third attempt with each failure really just weighing down on his confidence. Despite those suspects, Gus' commitment to achieving his LCSW was just unbelievably unwavering. I mean, his determination to overcome language, concentration barriers that had hindered his progress was pretty much there the whole time I coached him. Now, he, in terms of recognizing what his challenges were, I pretty much worked with Gus to uh, devise a five-study five-week study plan to focus on his weakest to strong areas. So prioritizing the areas that he needed to focus. I believe when Gus saw me, he had less than five weeks to do this. Um, But I knew that, you know, he knew that he would need more support. And he had some struggles there, his confidence, um, his picking his first, second choices of his first choice, not trusting his intuition. His struggles for him, like many of us, beyond the content knowledge were much rooted in the cognitive load of processing exam questions um, not only in a second language but compounded by his testing anxiety and concentration difficulties and i remember to kind of conceptualize some of his struggles um, getting extended time and helping him kind of walk through the accommodation struggles um, kind of mitigate some of the disadvantages of the language barriers and that was crucial for him uh, to give him a fair chance. Now, I remember Gus did tell me later on that they did reject the combination letter I wrote him. However, him being able to conceptualize or kind of having me do a write-up helped him to advocate for himself with ASW and that he eventually got um, the accommodations. Now, our sessions concluded, I believe, on November 11th, and yes. he felt prepared, he was confident, however, Life kicked in um, during that time. He had a series of personal struggles that came his way from um, family bereavement, losing a family member. Um, He was already going through a life-changing event of a loss of a divorce at the time I met him, on top of losing his cat of 21 years and just going through a lot of transitions 
um, and hardship. And with that, he had told me, I believe, Gus, you had missed it by six six points or so yes, after that points, because yeah. of, yeah, because of the just the emotional turbulence that was going on yeah. around you, which is mm-hmm. why I always tell people that it's not just about the exam. It's about what you're going through during the exam process that can affect that, your mental health, your transitions, yeah. life. Um, so in February 2024, I get this message from Gus and I'm in a middle of like typing and he's like, Hey, guess what? Guess who's the LCSW? I said, huh? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you guys, Gus, you don't know this, but for the last three years of me doing this, people have sent me all types of ways of stopping me in the middle of my typing shenanigans to say that they pass. And then I stop and was like, you can't just leave me hanging like that. I need deets. I need details. Because I hadn't heard from Gus in a while, yeah, yeah. Um, shortly after that. And I wanted him to just share just the powerful hurdles that he went through facing his licensure, just, just the profound effect that he said Taylor support helped him. Um, mm-hmm. And not only just on a professional level of his license, but we, me and Gus really connected, especially in our consult over him, you know, really um, getting beyond where he was in terms of his career. Um, so I wanted to just say, Gus, I am so proud of you that you fought so long and hard for what you knew um, you deserved and that you wanted. Um, you're a beacon of hope to me, and it's a call of action for everyone in the profession. And it really underscores just the importance of how important support is beyond just someone tutoring you, um, beyond just the testing accommodations and just the resilience that you had to pull through. Even though you failed the exam more than once, it was a couple of times. Yeah. And I I really honor you because there are people I've talked to, I've done so many consultation calls over the years, there are people I've talked to in their history, they would fail one time and then years will go by and they won't take it again, even by a couple of points. The fact that you went in there despite your fears over and over and over again, to me is what matters the most is that you cannot stay in the thought of failure that you have to come out of that and pull and learn from it. No matter what, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But if you can breathe, you can pass. That's mm-hmm. what I always say. Um, and your story was just a, um, the, a lot of the pieces I didn't even know until you told me some of the initial, some of the other barriers that you faced. So off to you. I'm going to ask you your first question regarding your journey to the LCSW. Could you just share from your point of view, I give everyone kind of an overview, what was your initial challenge you faced when you first decided to go ahead with the LCSW, especially English being your second language and some of the challenges over the three, four attempts that you had. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for for first. Thank you all for having me and for for creating this platform. I think this is wonderful. And I think it's amazing to be able to um, have really meaningful exchanges where people can not only sort of encourage one another and empower one another, but I think it's also wonderful for you, Shara, um, as an amazing sort of figure and mentor in the field to help promote this kind of um, exchange. So thank you for having me. Um, initially, I will tell you all that um, I, I was a New Yorker. I have been a New Yorker for my whole life, pretty much, since coming over from the islands, from the Dominican Republic. And um, initially, when I took my very first LCSW exam, that was back in 20, actually, um, end of 2020, beginning of 2021. I think it was in January, the very first one I, I took. 
Um, as you guys may probably imagine, I'm pretty nervous about it. Um, I, I felt very well prepared back then. And I, believe it or not, missed the test by like four points, which was kind of soul crushing, as you could imagine. And more importantly, I missed it because I ran out of time. I had like, I think, 11 questions left. And I was like, shit, if only I could have had a little bit more, like another five minutes, maybe I would have been able to pull it off. Um, but, you know, I'm sure everyone here, um, you know, takes a lot of time to train themselves, to quiz themselves, to figure out ways of how, what tools work, what resonates with you, what helps you along your learning style. And so, you know, in missing it by that short little gap, um, I kind of decided to take it in stride back then. And um, as you could imagine, I, I started to sort of reflect on like, what could I do better? and preparation for the next one. Um, I decided to give myself a three month sort of uh, gap. And um, back then I had just recently like purchased my home and moved over to Connecticut. And, um, you know, I was really just focusing on, on the transition of that. Um, I think that that allowed me to kind of hit a good reset. Um, to figure out what I needed to do. And I, I think that by the end of 2021 was when I was ready to try again. Um, and the second time I had missed it by, I think it was five or six points. Um, at the failing at the second time, as you could imagine, it really, I took it hard to be quite honest. Um, I literally was like, what does this mean? Am I, am I not studying enough? I had finished all the questions that time around. I really focused more on, um, on the timing of things and processing of things. So that's why um, when we met Shara and you sort of pointed out that processing was a big component of things, that really resonated with me because, again, I mean, all of you who may have a second language or perhaps even a third language, right? Um, while English is not my primary language, um, you know, my mother tongue is Spanish. Um, I also have a third language in my head, which is French, right? So when you're thinking of things and the way you're processing things, a lot of the times may not um, initially, uh, it, it may not come through that. You know, you, you, you take a little longer to process the information you're absorbing, but trust me, it, it actually, um, it's something that after talking with Shara, I really started to take a look at. Um, I think that really was a pivotal change because I actually focused on like, well, what do I need to do in order to have more time? Because I know it's taking me a little longer to read the questions two or three times to really know and understand what is being asked of me. And that's really what this test is about. The test is really geared towards ensuring that you know your competencies in terms of the material, but you really wanna ask yourself, what am I being asked in this situation? First of all, who am I in the situation? Like, what is the role, right? 
and then what specifically am I being asked to evaluate or to assess or to sort of filter out? And that Look I at think you, is a game changer. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a game changer. It was a game changer. It really was. Um, and I think those those were the initial hurdles that I was hitting. Um, in all honesty, everyone, I I I took this test four times. Um, and then after I failed the fourth time, which was back on December 2nd, and I missed it by those six points, I was like, F this, like, and sorry for the expletives, but like, I am not quitting until I get this damn thing. Um, by that point, I had actually taken on a role of a clinical director here uh, in Connecticut. And so I like, I, I wanted this so bad I could taste it. Um, because my role depended on it. Um, as Shara shared, there were many life transitions that were happening late last year, you know, divorce, um, losing my grandfather of 107 years, losing my cat. It was just like when it rains, it pours. And clearly Jesus put me on the brave soldiers list last year. <laughs> Um, and, and the first, and this year's kind of started off that same kind of cycle. So it, it really felt like, come on, like I got to push through, I got to be, I got to pull all the cards out that I could, um, use. And so that's what I did. You know, um, my job was extremely supportive and understanding and encouraging. And so literally the day before my test, I, you know, the, the last couple of days I was working from home. Um, my boss was like, you got to get this license because we need you to have this license. We, you know, we're growing and expanding. We need you to be, you know, the, the person at the helm. And so I just want everyone to know that anytime you fail this test for whatever the reason is, remember success. It's only, only one shot away from failure or from past failures that is literally the difference between success of the future and success and where you are. Um, so just don't don't think that just because you may not get it on the first time, the second time, or the third, it will happen. You just need to train yourself well enough to be able to sit in front of a computer and choose the right sequence of answers that lets you know you got what it takes to do the job. That's it. I love that, Gus. I, I do. And one of the things I, I wanted to kind of reinforce that you mentioned was um, the mindset. Um, your mindset, no matter how tough things got in your personal life, um, how tough things got overall, you stayed the course. Mm -hmm. We have to. But that's something that not everyone does. Um, that's true. So I, I really want people to hear that because that's the part that people get stuck at. And we all have. Um, I remember when I failed my exam, I was depressed for about nine months before I took that exam again. Um, so that mindset is crucial. It's one thing to make sure you have the right study material that works with your learning style. You can have the best material in the world, but if you don't believe that you can pass, and if you ha don't have the right mindset to pass, you're going to be standing still, running in place. Um, and I want people to hear that because there's some people in this room. I, I love some of y'all, but I, I love y'all, but I want y'all out the room. 
some of you guys have been in there, been in here too long. And I say that with love because I've done this group for three years. It's time to go. Um, you can only stay in a nest but so long. At some point, you're going to have to make a choice of taking action or watching your professional life fly by. And it will. And a lot of you guys know that. So I say that to say with hard truth and love that at some point you have to take the make the choice to choose to do it again. And what is it going to take for you to go back in that room? What type of support do you need to go back in that room? Um, that's something that only you can answer. But it's an important, very touchy topic to talk about. Um, but it's one that needs to be said. You've worked too hard to stop here, to stop at your master's, to stop at your clinical license, to stop at that bachelor level license. What do you want your life to look like? And that's something actually me and Gus are talking about right now, right, Gus? We're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be yeah. doing some personal next, branding and things. Steps. Yes, yeah. next steps for him in terms of what he wants to do. Um, yeah. You may not see what that life is going to look like now, and that's got to be okay with you. I didn't know where I was going to be three years <laughs> later. I thought I was going to be in private practice, but nope, I am doing this work. This is where I feel I belong is to help more of you guys fulfill that goal that you want to push you out there to make your dream come true. Um, and I've been doing it relentlessly, Gus, for about three years <laughs> counting. Um, but it, it's lovely work because when I see guys go from, I can't, I don't know if I can do this to, it's done. That's mm -hmm. the part. Uh, and I guess you really exemplify that every time I hear stories or bring stories in here. That's the one mindset shift that happens. Yeah. So with yeah. your incredible um, gift that you gave us of telling your story, um, I know you kind of gave off what your advice would be. Um, mm -hmm. But what was your experience in terms of the coaching um, that you received? And I want you to be bluntly honest about what you got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course. From your perspective, despite yeah. me being here, I would want you to be honest about what that mm -hmm. looked like for you. Um, yeah. Because I remember it wasn't just the aspect of tutoring, but it was the emotional yeah. piece of the support. Yeah, yeah. I will say that I think what was incredibly meaningful, and like one thing I'm already loving about this podcast, is that I'm looking at the pictures and the faces. And I will say, I love when the room looks, sounds, and feels like me. Representation matters, people. And I will tell you, one of the things that really um, just called my attention when, as Shara shared before, one of the things that pulled me when I saw the, uh, sort of the, the little infomercial, if you will, on LinkedIn about her and what she does, it was just that there was someone who looks like me, right? Who's a sister who I was like, this is what I need to connect. Cause something's something must give, you know? And so, uh, you know, as they say, ask and you shall receive. Um, I just, I just reached out via LinkedIn and I wrote a message and I was like, Hey, I saw your, I saw your, um, sort of promotional video. Um, I'd be interested to connect and see if there are tools that you could provide and assistance you could provide and guidance um, towards, you know, how to prepare for my LCSW exam. And one of the things that really resonated and I, I shared with, with Shara at the very beginning that, you know, 
my goal in getting this LCSW is to create the opportunities for for other people in our communities because that's what's needed. I want to treat, I want to work with, I want to help um, my brothers and sisters, people in my community, people who I know are underserved and, you know, fighting through life with one arm tied behind their back for the most part, right? And that's where my strength comes in. That's where my passion just flows naturally. And so um, at the very beginning, you know, I shared part of like what, what it meant for me to get this LCSW, what it meant professionally, what it meant in terms of representation. Again, as a New Yorker, both from Queens and from Brooklyn and working in Harlem, right? It means everything to me to be able to provide the space and the sanctuary that most of our people do not have out in the world. And so um, that is what really it meant for me to get an LCSW. It meant options to not have to, you know, work under somebody's um, boot, right? I could decide the course of my own journey moving forward. And, and just please know, if anything, that the minute you get that piece of paper, that's what it will mean for you as well. Um, so it's worth the fight. It's worth the struggle every second of it. Trust me, when I got that little window on a computer that said, congratulations, pass, it took everything in me not to cry right there on that desk because I knew what it took to get there but i will say that in meeting with shara it was inspirational to see someone who had created as a result of that right her own journey her own path to create something out of nothing and through the grace of god be be guided literally into prosperity into flourishment into helping people that are part of her community and that like basically could be anyone in her family, right? And so like, those are the things that really stood out for me. Um, you know, after we met, I literally told you, I think on day one, like, would you mind if after like our, our, you know, our training and, you know, the quizzing and all of that, like, if, are you okay if I stay in touch with you? Because I would really, I would love to pick your brain. I mean, who better to show you the ropes of getting off the ground on a business venture than someone who's been there, done it, gotten really good at it, and gotten the success that you want to see. And so those are the things that um, really stood out to me. And then in terms of our, our actual practice, I mean, the content of the book, I mean, I can't tell you how many books I've ordered over the years. Um, it's It's been the material you gave me, Sarah. I shared before then that I had done like two other programs, right, that I've paid for. Um, and, you know, those are the kinds of things that when you sit with yourself and you take a hard look, it's not the content. It's about what you're doing with the material with it, right? And are you taking time to be disciplined and serious enough to quiz yourself only like with 50 questions a day, right? And so when you and I started meeting on a weekly basis, 
it really helped me to hone in on like what are the areas that I need to focus on. Similar to what you said before, Shara, right? Looking at the tendency that I would have of like picking the right question, the right answer right at the get-go, like on a gut instinct, but yet double thinking or like double questioning myself um, and saying, well, maybe it could be C though. Well, no, your gut was right on the first try. Trust it. There's a reason why that's kicking in because again, you know, a lot of us may have a lot of years of experience, but for this test, you got to check that at the door. And so and you dropped the yeah. mic because you just, <laughs> that was pretty much, that was pretty much, I just, you know, you spoke from your heart, Gus, and I think everybody pretty much got that because, um, you know, whenever I, I want people to come in and share their stories, it's never about me. It's about hearing stories that uplift others. And for the last three years, people that have been in this room know and heard those stories. And that's probably what kept them coming back is um, knowing that they have a place that um, isn't overshadowed by, you know, them buying into something more so mm -hmm. that they can see themselves in that journey. Um, yeah. So, and that's what matters to me the most. Um, mm -hmm. despite <laughs> what I have to do to, to can make this case and keep it consistent as it has. Um, but thank you so much, Gus, for coming in the space and mm -hmm. for dropping some nuggets for them and um, just sharing your journey because you didn't have to. But I always want my colleagues to feel um, that they can do this. And some of them heard my sappy story all the time for the last couple of years. It's It hits different sometimes to hear someone else um, that comes from a similar background or especially historically so when it comes mm -hmm. to these exams and what's going on in our field right now regarding the ASW exams and despite yeah. the fact that um, those things that are listed um, the people that are listed specifically that don't do well at the exams despite what mm -hmm. that report says that came out in 2022 never forget that yeah. you can still do this it's no different than anything else you faced yeah it's just Agreed. another part of the journey, another little Mount Everest that you have to climb. Because mm -hmm. when this part is over, there'll be other ones. Yeah. But as long as you are willing to stay in the race, that's what matters. Yeah. All right. Well, Gus, thank you. They are definitely anxious enough to want to start their questions of the night. But I really yeah, yeah. appreciate you guys for coming in and um, sharing your wisdom and your experience and your passion. Um, for what you're going to be doing next. I'm so excited to hear more in our professional development session coming up um, yeah. on everything that we can help you uh, do in your next steps to um, forge your real, really make your own, draw your own door at this point, because that's what you're going yes. to be able to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that is the truth. Yes. And I'm very excited for that. So uh, yeah, all I could say is everyone, again, Shara, just like, a textbook just like anything else i mean it's a wonderful thing when you're guided right from someone who has created a really meaningful approach that has been proven to work um i just think that no matter what the tool is the tool only is as good as the practitioner so just bear that in mind you you're practicing to pass an exam that's just testing your knowledge base, it does not determine and it's not a reflection of who you are as a clinician or as a practitioner. Just please know that um, we are all good. We are here on, a, on the journey and we're going to get to it. Just don't quit on yourself. 
do not quit on yourself because again, it's only one shot away from the last effort you made into it. So just, just don't, if there's one piece of advice is just don't quit on yourself. Trust me, God's, God's timing is perfect. And it's, it's um, funny because I, I, I will lastly share this. As I told Shara very recently, it's funny that it took me going through a divorce and going through everything that we've I've gone through to literally shed the old me. And now that this just came through, it is just, I am so freaking excited to get working on my stuff for my people with my tools moving forward. And I'm really, really just hungry to create an, an, an amazing new thing out of nothing. So just bear that in mind. The bread will be there. You just, you got to mix, mix it right for yourself. That's all. Yay. All right, guys. Well, thank you. You can now uh, leave the room and I will see you in a couple of days and I'll have those uh, certain things Excellent. ready for you so we can start on our yeah. our little journey together. Okay? Sounds great. Take care, uh, everyone. Thank, thank you. Again, Sarah. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye.